I, uh, I feel so strong in my spirit that God is saying to us, and I can pick that out in the songs this morning, he's wanting his people. That's what he's saying to me, I believe. I need my people to come near me. I need them closer. I need them to come. Come. Come near me. So that's, that's what this message is. I had a message and I knew this was from the Lord, but I didn't know that this was so dear to him. But as we were worshiping, what I was getting in my spirit is God is saying, I need my people to come near to me. Come near to me. Come closer to me. Come near. Jesus is saying, up till now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask. Ask so that you may receive and that your joy may be full. See, his will for your life is for you to have fullness of joy. That's God's will. You want to know God's will? That's his will. Anything that takes away from a fullness of joy in your life, regardless of how it's coming, where it's coming from, what it is, is not God's will. And God's on your side against that thing that's coming into your life. I ask that you believe God today that that's his will for you to have fullness of joy. You deserve it. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did. That was a huge sacrifice made by God himself. Went through a lot of pain for you so you can have fullness of joy that's your inheritance that's what he bought for you on the cross fullness of joy but it doesn't come to you until you ask him amen that's what the message what the message is all about god is saying you do not ask you do not ask that's the title of the message you do not ask I need you to ask, Heavenly Father, I sprinkle the blood of Jesus upon every heart, everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice this morning, I sprinkle the blood of Jesus upon your heart that they will be able to receive and understand and their lives be transformed by the power of the blood of Jesus. For it is written in the word of God, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it on the altar to make a covering for your soul. So we can have fullness of joy. Speak to us today, God. We will listen and we will obey you by your grace. In Jesus' name and God's people said, Amen. I'm going to be talking today about prayer. It sounds like something that's a difficult thing to do. But please understand that praying is a privilege. This is one of the greatest privileges that God has given to every man that's living on the earth. The ability to come to God and to pray to God. He wants us to pray. That's your lot in life. Every human being ought to pray. 
if you are living on the earth and you don't have a habit of praying, something is really wrong with your place on the earth because every human being is supposed to pray if there is a god and i know god is and if his words have anything to do with how we live on the earth how successful we get on the earth and you don't have a prayer life you're not really living Everyone ought to pray. Every human being is supposed to pray. That's a given. God made it that if you live on the earth, you have this privilege to talk to him and to come to him and to pray. Listen to this scripture. Listen. In, in Psalm 65 verse 2. Oh, you who hear prayer. God is the one who answers prayers to you, all flesh. Everyone say, all flesh. All flesh will come. All flesh. You answer prayers. All flesh. That's my flesh. That's your flesh. If you're living on the earth, you ought to go to God in prayer. God intends to answer your prayers. And so you must come to him in prayer. That's the way to live on this earth. You're not really living until you form that habit, until you know and realize that you need to go to God in prayer daily. Just as you breathe. You need to go to God in prayer. God wants you to. He intends to answer your prayers. We'll come to why that is later. But if you read in Acts chapter 6, there was a controversy in the church about how to take care of the widows. And they called the apostles. And they said, you need to help in this. They said, it's not, in 6 verse 2, they said, it's not right for us to leave the, the ministry of the word. And to give ourselves to serving tables. He's not right. That's not right before God. And in verse 4 it says, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. And to the ministry of the word. So two things, very important. We can serve tables. That's a that's good thing to do. But we, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Prayer is so important. I want to talk about the attitude of believers today, people of the church today, towards prayer. It's all summed up in James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. He says there, you lost and do not have. You murder and you covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have, because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive, because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. So God is talking about asking here. And many believers, first thing he said, you're fighting. You lost. You want things. 
the loss, the, the word they lost, I'm going to address it because he, there's a lot to that. You lost and do not have. So there's something wrong there. It's not something God doesn't want, but there's something in your attitude. The lost there, he says, you do not have your mother. You're trying everything you can to get ahead on your own. You're working so hard. You spend so much time working, planning, staying up late, and doing all of these things. You want to get ahead. Where God wants you to get ahead, but you're not able to. Why? Because you're not asking Him. You cannot obtain because you're not asking Him, He said. You need to ask Him. Christians ought to pray. He says, You fight. You murder. What that means, you get angry at people who stand in the way of you getting ahead. You have enemies because you want, but you not spend time talking to him. You need him if you're going to get ahead. You can't obtain because you're not asking him. You're not praying. For most Christians, they don't have a prayer life. You don't even spend any time praying and you're a Christian. He doesn't even bother you. You don't even think he's something to do. You go months and weeks without spending even two minutes before your father. How can you live? You need the breath of life. He breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. You have no time to breathe in his presence so he can breathe on you so your soul can live. You haven't prayed. And I'm talking to every one of us. If you have not started praying that maybe you don't know him, you can know him today. You just tell him to forgive you. God, I'm ready for a new walk with God. Amen? I'm going somewhere. I'm no longer alone. God is with me. And we're gonna, together we're going to make it. God is saying, you can't make it on your own. You can't go it alone. You won't make it. You need my help. Even if you make it, you will get everything will crumble down because I'm not there with you. You need me. All men ought to pray. Luke chapter 18 says, God, Jesus made, gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray. Always to pray. The reason things are going so crazy in your life it's because you don't have time to pray. If you don't have a prayer life, you will never get, under, get away from pressure on your life. There is no way you can be free from pressure if you have no prayer life. Because Satan knows to get you busy and pressure you. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. You know why? Because there is, I'm coming to that. There is something so important. Everything that you are, everything that you receive on the earth, is given to you from God. You can't. The Bible, John the Baptist said, no one can receive anything unless it's been given to him from above. You may think you're that smart. <laughs> no. You're not as smart as you think. You're not as smart as you think. And even that smartness 
That's business mindedness that you think you have that makes you feel like you're better than everybody else. That was a gift from him. He can let that gift stay in you and you use that smartness but get nowhere. There are a lot of smart people like Bill Gates. They get nowhere unless God allows it. And praying will get you there really fast. We need to pray. Look at what it says in First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. For who makes you differ from another? You didn't make yourself different from the other person. You didn't choose your skin color. You didn't choose the color of your hair or your eyes. You were just born. God gave that to you for a purpose. Amen. Be comfortable with what's given to you. That's who he wanted you to be. Amen. That's who he created you to be. That's when you can be the best you can be in that body. What he gave to you. But you need him to get where he created you to be. And how do you find that? Through talking to him. He'll download it into your spirit. Amen. he download it into your spirit. What? For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? A good question. What do you have that you, do not, you did not receive? If you have any, everything, you receive everything from God. God, I already found a way to get more. Amen. He's received them. What do I have that I didn't receive? Well, the one that gives so that I can receive is still there. I go to him so I can have more. That's what he's saying. What have you that you did not receive? Everything is given to you. And how do you receive? By asking. By spending time with him. That's why Christians ought always, according to Jesus, to pray. And not to faint. Get discouraged. That's what he's saying. I will that, oh, I, I believe this is the heart of God. He says, I want, my, I want my people come near me. Let them come near me. Come close. Come close into the light of his presence. And feel the warmth of his presence like Sherman was talking about. The cleansing, the healing, the renewal, the joy, the peace, the confidence in life that you are not alone. There's somebody big. Much bigger than the world that's walking with you. And he has your back. You can't have that feeling unless you've been in his presence. Why don't Christians pray? You know, Satan wants them to be so busy. It's the last thing they think about doing. I've read somewhere that Christians read their Bible more <laughs> than they spend time praying to God. They only have this fast... Uh, quick prayer thing to God when it's really bad. They throw up this prayer, God, you know, for a few minutes. Basically, they tell him, God, you better hurry because I'm not ready to wait. I'm ready to go. And after they pray, they're not even concerned that he's going to answer or not. They're, they're out doing their own thing. So that's the first thing. He says, you do not pray. The second aspect is you pray, but you are not receiving answers to your prayer let me give you this news that is really not news <laughs> all prayers are not answered 
all prayers are not answered. You see, sometimes when Christians pray, all they are doing is their religious duty. All because pastor said we ought to pray. So now I'm going to pray. They are not mindful of results. It's a religious thing. That's praying amiss. You're not mindful of result. Why are you praying if you don't expect God to answer the prayer? He says to him who answers prayer, all flesh will come. Why will all flesh go to him? Because he answers prayers. So if you are praying and you, don't, you are not mindful of results, don't pray at all. And that's what Christians do. They just pray this quick prayer because it's something to do. Just to ease their conscience. There is no real fellowship with God. No real communication with God. And nothing's going to change. Praise more than that. You see, if the kingdom of God is governed by principles. That's why Jesus gave us the principle of prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, In this wise, pray, therefore, our Father which art in heaven. He's not telling us to repeat that all the time. It's not the Lord's prayer. Jesus doesn't pray that way. He's showing us, giving us how the principle of prayer. Hallowed be your name. There, everything that you do in the kingdom of God has principles. There are laws. There are rules. And if you don't go according to the rules, you get no answer. You need to follow through with the principle in God's word. And prayer has its own principles as well. You pray to get results. You pray according to the principles of the word of God or else you are praying amiss. According to what James tells us, to spend it on your pleasures. It's not like God is not willing to give to you he said, your heart is not in the right place to receive. <coughs> Excuse me, whatever you are praying for. You are praying amiss because you're concerned only about your pleasure. The people will say the motive is not right. But you have to understand the same thing that God is refusing to give to you, he's giving to others. That have asked him, why? Because your heart's in the right place. If your heart is in the right place, if your heart is not to consume that thing in your pleasure, in other words, you have the kingdom of God first in your thinking. God, I want this thing because I, this will really help me to reach more people for Christ. I could help these poor individuals during Christmas. Whatever, the kingdom of God has to be the focus in whatever you're asking for. Otherwise, you're not going to get an answer. But once that thing you're asking for has a kingdom focus, God guarantees it, it will be answered. It will be answered. There is no way for you and I to know when we're asking for, say for a car. 
whether this is God's will, I need a car. You believe you have a need, and God may see it differently. People may ask for Rolls Royce, and God will give it to them. The other guy asks for a Pinto, and God says no. And he said, what's happening here? You know, the most important thing to God when we pray as believers, the most important thing to him is that what you are asking for draws you closer to him when you receive it. If it's something that's going to pull you away from him, even if it's a pain, he's not going to give to you. Because he wants you to come closer to him. And anything that he figures is going to draw you away from his house, away from him, he says, no, no, no. I'm not giving you that. That's, that's not my will for you. And so you can pray until you're blue in the face, and you're not going to get anything from him. Because... He wants that. He tells us that in Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said, when, you have, so when you've built beautiful houses and your herds have multiplied, then you begin to forget the Lord your God. He said, you must always remember this. It's God who gave you the power to get wealth. Always remember. He says, don't forget me. Don't forget me. When your things begin to multiply and I begin to bless you, don't forget me. The same principle, same principles hold in the New Testament. If your prayer is just for you so that people can think whatever they want, you want them to think about you, he's not going to give that to you. But if that thing is going to bless the kingdom of God, bless the house of God, bless your brother and sister in Christ, bless your family, not just you, he gives it to you. You know how to cure praying amiss so you don't pray with the wrong motive I'll give you the answer pray in the spirit pray in the spirit <sighs> I pray that God will give you understanding because this is so real if you don't already pray in tongues please seek the gift. I'm just, you see, as a pastor, I'm accountable to him. Amen? I'm accountable to him. I will tell you the truth. I'm not going to apologize. This is a great gift for your life. Seek it. Seek this gift. When you pray in tongues, you are praying in the spirit. First, first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. He says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. I don't understand what I'm saying. But my spirit is praying. That's praying in the spirit. So your mind can be free. He says, what do I do then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. You need to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be able to pray in tongues. Don't just sit there and do nothing about it. No hunger for God. Don't sit there. I'm telling you, seek this and God will give to you because the Bible says everyone that asks receives. You'll receive the gift. That's not the issue. It's what you do with the gift afterwards that's important. That's to me. Pray in the spirit. If you want something, this is my experience. If you want something and God doesn't want you to have it, Go to him, and if there's a delay, there's a reason for the delay. It could be that he doesn't want you to have that, 
or he could be the time is not yet. If God doesn't want you to have that, as you pray in the spirit, the spirit will continue, begin to change your affection. Amen? You don't want it anymore. They mention that thing to you and you say, oh, I don't need that. Maybe you need something big, big, bigger. Amen? You're through with that little stuff. No, no, no. That was yesterday. No. I want the bigger one. And if it's something that is bothering you, the spirit will destroy it. I'd like you to read uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 13. He says we can mortify the deeds of the flesh by the spirit. The spirit will strangle that desire that is not of God. Because the Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. The desires, when you pray in the spirit, the spirit changes your desire into a righteous desire. Amen? And when it's the Holy Spirit at work, and it's the one that give, gave you that desire, guess what? The desire becomes red hot. And you can't wait. And you're crying out to God, how long, oh Lord, how long? And he tell you, don't worry, son. And just give me some time to put it together for you. Amen? It's so real. But if it's not God, before long, you just even, as you pray in the spirit, you have no desire and there is no faith for it. <laughs> because you can build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, according to Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Your faith gets stronger. Amen? The desire gets stronger. And you're saying, God, you know you got to do this. And you get the result. Praying in the spirit is what frees us from that. It solves a lot of problems. It brings you the righteous desire. Let me share this scripture with you. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27. Are you getting something this morning? You guys are awfully quiet. But uh, I hope God is touching your heart. Sometimes we don't want to be forgetful hearers. Amen? Practice these things and watch your life change. Amen? Watch prosperity from God come into your life. Don't just hear the word and do nothing. He says it here. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. So we got some weaknesses. If you're a human being concerning God, we got some weaknesses. What, what are these weaknesses? It says, for because we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. He's not saying we don't know how to pray. He says we don't know what to pray for as we ought. So if you are just going by your mind and the flesh, then you are not fully picking up what the Spirit is wanting to do for your life. God has a great plan for every life. He wants every life to shine on the earth. He wants to make your life a showcase to your friends and to your family that he is at work in your life. The Spirit has a way of making your spirit pray for those things. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. That's groanings 
the spirit, but as we give it voice, it turns into tongues. Amen? Amen. Which cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit cannot do that, but he'll do it through us in tongues. Amen? And he's speaking to the Father. He's groaning about this thing. This is the very spirit of the living God. And he's saying, God, the Father, crying from the inside of you, from the very belly of your being, he's crying out to God, God, the Father, we got to do this for him or for her. Your prayer is going to be answered. That's where faith comes into play. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us. He says for verse 27, Now he who searches the heart of the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that every time you say a prayer according to the will of God, granted. Why will God deny his will? For your life. If you ask him for it. Why would he? Why would God even delay his will for your life? When we pray in the spirit. We are praying according to the will of God. So if you have something in your mind. That was not the will of God. As you pray in the spirit. The spirit of God will eliminate it. Until you get to the place. Where all you want. Is what the spirit wants originally. And if it turns out to be a Rolls Royce, go for it. Amen? Because that's what he wants for you. There are people God has given planes. Amen? I like to get there. Because <laughs> he asked for it. He says, You do not have because what? You don't ask him. It's not God's problem. It's my problem. It's your problem. You have all these problems going on in your life, but you're not talking to God about it. And you're a Christian. Your mind is going crazy on you. You're aware of it, but you're not asking. Many don't ask because they really don't believe that God would do anything about it. It's like in those days when God was very strong and powerful. But in our time, he's lost a few muscles. <laughs> he can't really operate like before. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The man's playing games on you, telling you so many things that can't happen. And all of those things, no, God can't do that. God won't do it. And certainly even if he can't do it, he's not willing to do it for you. Look at you. You, God will do that for you. But God is a respecter of no words. Don't listen to your mind running crazy on you. Believe the word of God. Because his word will not return to him void. He loves every child. You know how your child becomes so special? To you, uh, you can have a lot of children, but if every time you come home, this little kid just runs out to get to daddy, before long, he'll be having predominant daddy's feet. All the time, he's always there. And, and when you get, you're getting home, you're looking, he's going to come out. No, there he comes, running after you. And for some reason, you are a man. Before long, he, your man is always looking for this one. What about the rest of them? Huh? 
Don't look at me like you're not doing the same thing. <laughs> it all happens to every one of us, right? That's just the way life is. And God is just like us. The more you come, the more he's expecting you to come. Oh, is that boy going to come today? Looking for me? He's waiting. He said, wow, we had a good time yesterday. He spent an hour with me. I wonder if he's willing to do that today. Amen? And you know what? Because he loves your coming, he loads you with a lot of benefits when you go so you come back again. Huh? <laughs> he fills you with more benefits. Come back. Come back. Oh, that's the God we serve. Amen? He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. You will not have confidence in the word until you spend time praying before him. John, First uh, John 5, 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. See, when you ask according to his will, you get it. And when you pray in the spirit, you're asking according to his will. And he'll direct your natural mind to what he really wants for you. And that's all you want. Amen? He has a way of doing that. You see, I may not close with this. I have a lot to say. But we have a function after this. But in, John, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Knock, the door will be opened. Seek, and you will find. For everyone who asks, receives. I'll say that again. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Can you say that with me? Everyone who asks, receives. And that everyone is you. Say it with me. Everyone means me. God is not saying everyone who is spiritual. Everyone who is at, at church every time the doors are open. Every time everyone who is the pastor. No. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The door is not open because you're not knocking. You are not able to find because you're not seeking. You're satisfied or you don't, you're too unwilling to do it. It's too much pain, so you don't want to do it. You can't ask because you don't believe. But Jesus added, therefore, in verse 12, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. This is the law and the prophet. You know what he's saying? <laughs> if you need friends, be a friend. Try. It's against my nature. You've asked God. You need more friends? He give it to you. Be a friend. You need forgiveness? Give forgiveness. You need mercy? Give mercy. Now, I'm going to go a little higher or lower, I should say. You need money? <laughs> Give money. Give. You need apples? Give apples. Give it to the earth, right? I'll come back to you. Whatever you need, give. 
But as you give, that's what Jesus says. Therefore, because of everything that I've told you, give. Therefore, whatever you need men to do to you, do the same for them. But go first, seek, ask, knock. The door will be opened. You're not born again. You want to know God? Ask, seek, knock. It will be open. You can have understanding. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning. Is there someone here, you're saying, I want to know God. I don't even know why I am alive. I have no understanding. I, I go to church. I see what they're doing, but I don't really understand what's going on. I want to know God for myself. I really need to know God. I need to know God, and I want to know him today. I want to pray for you. And I believe God will answer my prayer as I pray with you. You're here this morning, and you say, I want to know God better. I want to know God better. If that's you, can I see your hand? Raise your hand up quickly and put it back down. Thank you very much. Is there any other person? You say, I want to know God. I want to know God. I want to know God. Put your hands up. Sometimes we are so concerned about what people think. There's going to be a day, just like you were born, it will just be you being born, you alone with your father. Just you. I'm going to give another chance. I know you're here and something inside of you is telling you, I know I need God in my life. I've been going it on my own, but I need God. I need God. I need God. I need God in my life. I'm not going to be ashamed of my God. I need God. Please put your hand up quickly and put it right down. I'm giving it time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Young man, come up here. Come up here and be with me. Come on. Come up here. Come up here. Thank you. I, I appreciate you being so honest for God. And God's going to bless you greatly. And he's going to use you. He's going to make you great. Amen. Because Don't go anywhere. Stay with me here. Because uh, I like to keep you with me. Okay. <laughs> But there are some of you here with me this morning. You've been asking or may not have asked from God. But you know there are issues in your life and you need answers to. And you want to commit this morning before God. You're going to pray to God. I need you to come and join me. You need a miracle. I need you to come and join me. I'm waiting. Thank you. You need a miracle? Come and join me. You need a miracle? I'll say it again. You know, when God gives his word, he's, he's giving his word for a purpose. And you need a miracle? Don't hold back. Many times we hold back. That's how you find your miracle. So you can say... God is at work in my life. God is at work. God is the miracle worker. No man can perform any miracle, but God can perform miracles. And he's willing to. Because to him, all flesh must come. Amen? You're not coming to pastor. You're coming to him. He is the one who answers prayers. And I'm going to say to you, by the power of his name, after we're through praying this morning, 
something would have been turned loose in the heavenlies for favor towards your life whatever it is no matter how difficult it is god is bigger god is bigger amen i need the rest of you to please stretch your hand over these individuals our prayer partners please come and um, please come prayer partners and pray with these people and pray in agreement because god is able to answer I'm going to pray before we pray for everyone. And I want you to unite with me in faith, okay? Because I serve a God and you serve a God that is able to answer. No matter how big the problem is, God is bigger. Father God, they have come to you today. These are your people. And they received your word. And they came to you, not to a man, but to the God of heaven. To answer their prayers according to your word. Hear, O Lord, from heaven and grant their request today so that they will lack nothing that's good according to your word. Thank you, Father. All we have to do is ask. And you set things in motion because we serve a living and a risen Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. The rest of you, please stand up with me as we close. And uh, this will be at the altar praying. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this day. And please don't leave after service. We'll have, we want to have lunch together. It's brunch. Let's have it together and fellowship. Let's pray. Father God, I bless your people in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you give them that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they will know the hope of their calling, the riches of the glory of your, your inheritance as them as saints. Bless them, O oh Lord, according to your word. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed. Men, please stay behind. Young men, please help us to get the chairs to the side as we arrange this place for our fellowship.